The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. I don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Smitty and Q. Hey, welcome to Notebook Wager. It's uh, Smitty and Q here. Uh, I've been gone for the past week. We didn't have a show last week. I was, you know, working in D.C. Uh, all week for the inauguration. Uh, but I'm definitely glad to be back with Smitty. Smitty, what's going on? What's going on, Q, man? I missed you. I have not seen you. Been a while. Talk to you. Man, has it been like a message in a bottle when I could send it to you? I have missed you so much. So glad you're safe. So glad you're back. I'm ready to rock. Let's get out some winners for the weekend. I like it. So we have a guest on. Uh, you want to introduce him? He's just going to be with us for the first uh, half of the show. Yeah, I mean, one of my good friends from college uh, is part of the notebook. He's been on. We've mentioned him multiple times uh, throughout the you know the weeks. Uh, Matty, Matty Ice, I call him, Fantasy 4 player, one of our go-to guys. Matt, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Anytime, hey, yeah, man. Thank you. I'm going to uh, break my podcast, Jerry. <laughs> well, we're, right. glad, hey, uh, we're glad so much that it's with us and the notebook because you are part of the team. And yes, this guy, is. again, has given us so much information over the last couple of weeks. And hopefully you've won some money with him because he's a genius. And I've said that many times. After a few times on here, though, I'm going to give a couple stories about Smitty, too, from college. No, you can't. My parents. Oh. <laughs> we love stories. Well, they Those might not be. They might not be bad, Smitty. They could be about good grades and yeah. studying hard. <laughs> we love stories. We've already had uh, Mike Mamola stories from back in the day. Oh no, those are lies. Those are blatant lies. Come on now, parents, listen to this. Say, I am a genius and I'm a great boy, and mom and dad. Just kind of blank off that part. Let's keep going with the show. All right, so we'll just uh, we'll jump right into the NFL. We got so we got two games left. Uh, we've had some offseason acquisitions, some offseason uh, coaching changes. Uh, so I kind of want to dive into that real quick, and then we'll touch with uh, college basketball. Um, obviously, that's the predominant sport right now. But uh, real quick, I want to uh, get your opinions. We have two games, and then we'll uh, we'll kind of break those down, and then we'll get into you know some of the offseason stuff. Real quick, uh, the first game is the Bucks versus Packers. Uh, they've already played once this year. Uh, the Bucks won, I believe, thirty-eight to ten at home. Uh, but they'll be playing in Green Bay. Uh, chance of snow. You know it's going to be cold. This is for the NFC Championship. You guys have any thoughts, Matt? Why don't you lead us off on this? Oh man! All right. So I actually don't think the weather's going to play any part in this, and I think Brady. And Rodgers are both so used to any inclement conditions that it's it, it's just normalcy to them. Sure. So I really like the dog here. Smitty and I talked about it via text this week. I, I can't see how Brady and that gang right now just go, don't at least cover the three and a half that they're getting right now on, on Rivers app. It, uh, I mean, they're running the ball well for net. Even though Jones looks like the better runner to me, but Fournette, I think, is going to get the bulk of the carries. And uh, the Packers are giving up 132 and a half on the ground. 
So as much as people want to say Brady's going to throw it all over the place with all those weapons, I still think Arians is going to pound that ball in the cold with Fournette, sprinkle in Jones if he's healthy, and keep them in that game the whole time. I can't see a blowout. I can't see the Packers just dominating these guys. I think this goes down to the wire and literally a a one-point game to me. Okay. I'm a little different, Smitty. I don't know about you. Um, you know, I, I, you know, the great thing is talking to Matt. I mean, I like talking to all the boys, Guru, Jason, Dr. Brent, Matt. I've kind of gone back and forth on this. I kind of think, you know, again, being the teaser king, I was looking at a teaser play. I think it's smart either way. I think I, and I hundred percent agree with what Matt just said there. And I said this to old man in the garage right after the game last Sunday, I said, Fournette looks great. I think Fournette looks fantastic. Jones, I thought looked fantastic. Now the thing with him is, I think it's a little banged up. Hamstring has to stay warm. Cold weather. I agree with Matt. I mean, I'm the weather geek on this. On this, I've been looking at this. I don't think the weather is a big thing. There's not. It's snow flurries, maybe a snow shower. It's nothing big. Uh, 32 degrees. I mean, it's right around there. And you know, if you look at Tampa. A lot of guys on that team's played in this. Gronk's played in this. Brady's quarterbacked in these games. A lot of the guys, uh, the rookie guy out of Minnesota, the wide receiver for Tampa that made that unbelievable catch for last week. He's played at the University of Minnesota. Uh, The Wingfield, the DB, uh, or the safety, he's played in cold. It's not like this team's like they've never seen this. I think either way, teaser way, I kind of like maybe Green Bay in a squeaker. But I agree 100% with Matt, too. I could see Tampa winning this dog play. Could you take them up to – I mean, the line's gone from four to three and a half. Could you take them up to, uh, you know, nine and a half? I think that's a great play, too, for Tampa. I, I think Tampa can win this game outright, too. It's a very tough – the thing I like, and I'm going to say this, 51 and a half, stayed 51 and a half, tease it up to 57 and a half. I don't know if this is a shootout. I really don't. I, I agree with what Matt just said there. I think Tampa's going to try to pound the ball a little bit. I think they're going to run the ball. That tick, tick, tick runs r- runs the clock a little bit. I don't know if this is a shootout. I think this could be a little lower scoring game. I'm not official yet on this. I'm going to see where the line moves in. But I, again, Matt gave great info there. I think it's a very, very close game. I, I think that over under, I have it on Rivers at 51 and a half. I think that's spot on what you just said too. I don't think it's yeah. a shootout. I, I'm kind of seeing, and, and I lean actually the Packers, because if you remember, the Packers jumped out early in that game. Rivers drives down a field and then he like does the the air hump, which obviously annoyed Tampa Bay and the Tampa Bay routes on 38 to 10. Um, so I think this is a game where the Packers are at home. You know, th- this is a chance where Aaron Rodgers can go for his second Super Bowl. You know, he's kind of looming as the guy with only one uh, out of that draft class. Uh, so this is a chance not only for Brady to make a statement, you know, hey, I could win without Belichick, you know, so I just came down to, to Tampa Bay and won one. Uh, but this is also a, a, another, you know, uh, notch on the belt that Aaron Rodgers can say, hey, I'm the greatest quarterback right now. I just led my team to a second Super Bowl um, and really notched himself in the, in history. Um, I think this is kind of a revenge game. I think 51 and a half is spot on. I see like a 28-24 game. Um, I, I do agree with you. I think Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians know that uh, the the run game is a uh, – the, or the run defense is lacking for Green Bay. But I also think Green Bay is going to challenge them and say stop Aaron Jones because he's a monster. Yeah. Um, 
and and Tampa, if I'm not, I don't, th- I think I'm correct here. I think they have the number one rush defense in the league. They do. They, they, do. Get, they do. They get Vitavia back. I was going to say they're getting someone yeah. back. There you yeah. go, Matt. Spot on with that yep. answer there. So, and you know, Antonio Brown's out, and you know yeah. that's not. He didn't do much last week. I lost a p- player prop on that because he went out with a knee. So, you know, I, I lean Green Bay. I just think Tampa's too beat up. I think Aaron Rodgers really needs this win um, and really needs that second Super Bowl um, to really make himself sound great. Do I think he's a Hall of Famer already? Yes, but he's. I would say he's elite in his you know prime right now, but. I don't think he's elite when you talk about other legendary quarterbacks. And this, you know, Eli Manning's got two. Aaron Rodgers only has one. So I think that's a big thing. Um, but it, it's at home. And, and whether, you know, you're playing in Green Bay with, you know, 60,000 loud fans, I, I still think a home field advantage has played a role in the NFL this year. Q, I think you made a great point with Aaron Jones this week. So I think Tampa's going to try, air quotes, try yeah. to take Devontae Adams not allow him to get eight to 10 catches, yep. 150 yards, two touchdowns. Now Dylan's banged up and Jamal Williams is banged up. Yeah. But I was just checking on the rivers app. They actually have a player prop for Jamal Williams, nothing for Dylan. So I think Aaron Jones is going to get a ton of carries, but even more so one prop I'm going to look at is Aaron Jones over three and a half catches. So I broke okay. down what is, what does Tampa do versus the, Running back, the last five games, four receiving catches by backs, four receiving catches by backs, four receiving catches by backs. Then it went up to six, then it went up to seven. So, and if Dylan's out and Williams is kind of banged up too, I think Jones can get over that three and a half hump. Oh, I like it too. I mean, you know, they're going to be loading the box. So if you can swing them out for like a mini wheel route, uh, it's wide open. Um, You know, real quick, and then we'll move on. Devontae Adams. I just don't think there's a guy that can stop him right now. I mean, Jalen Ramsey was the best, and and he challenged him, and, and he I think he put up 65 yards and a touchdown um, and met that challenge. So I, I think as much as um, they're going to try to stop him, I, I just don't see it. It's too many weapons, I think. And, you know, I like that, and people write that down, what Nails just said, Maddie just said about the player prop, because I just wrote it down in my notebook because I'm yeah, going really to like that. on that because he just gave it. Um, <laughs> you know, Matt, one thing – Two, I was last week's game for net. I thought was very impressive catching the ball out of the backfield. He's always and, been good. Yeah. And you know, again with the Jones and I thought Jones looked great, but again, you know, could that linger a little bit with that injury? How about four? I mean, a four net over, you know, maybe I love one of my favorite player props. And I've said it on the show is rec- rushing and receiving yards. Yep. Combine and I wish I would have done that on Fournette last week because that was a gold mine. Well, he's fresh, like he's not oh, super fresh in Jacksonville. He was taking 20 30 snaps a game or you know, runs and just getting banged up. Now he's got half the workload, and and this is the time where guys are beat down. And he's like, Hey, I'm ready to roll, fellas. So I think that's one for our listeners too to keep an eye on that. If you can jump on. I think he's going to be a big factor catching the ball over catches, whatever it is, and look for that rushing receiving and look over for the over on him. That's, on that. that's number two on my list is four net over under 69 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Like I said earlier, Green Bay gets up 132 and a half oh. for the game on the ground. And if Jones is banged up, four nets, he might get that on rushing yards alone. You oh, want to sprinkle in two catches? Fair. 
Yeah, that's in that territory, man. You break one, you get 50, 50 60 yards in one rush, and you're there. Yeah. Uh, Tampa's O-line's finally healthy. They got yeah. that Marpet back. I like it. And, you know, the thing, with, and the thing with Green Bay is – Myself and Dr. Brent talked about this. The last last year in that NFC uh, championship game, San Francisco ran all over them. They really didn't address that in the draft no, at they all. And they well, still – like, what, what Matt just said there, they still can't stop it. I, that's – I think – I can't believe what you just said about – I didn't – see, I haven't looked at any of these player props yet. I can't believe it's 69 and a half. Yeah. Rushing, receiving, oh, my goodness. People get on that right now. That's going to happen. I love it. All right, so the next game, we got the Bills versus Chiefs. Obviously, Mahomes' list is questionable. Oh, I, I would, oh he's in now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it cleared I, up. Yep. I was going with uh, – he was going to play regardless, but I know he was yeah. technically listed as questionable. Listen, they would have done that. That would have looked like weekend at Bernie's. They would have had him on something. And he would have Oh, certainly, the ball. certainly. He would have been thrown the ball. Yeah, he cleared you the know, protocol today. This is a game – so they obviously played late earlier in the season. Um, it was raining. I took the over. I thought it was going to get there. And then what is the, you know, high-flying Chiefs offense? What do they do? They run the ball the entire game. Need to clock. I think it's going to be the same recipe. Um, I think the Bills, they have they struggle against the run. Um, I think they played a, a great game last week. But can they do it three in a row? Like, I think that's kind of tough um, with all the options because now with Baltimore, you really didn't have to respect the passing game. So you could really hone in on a rushing game. Um, where, you know, in their first game, they they did have to respect both, and they got torched on a run game, and they gave up a lot of yards. I think this is another game where you can't just load the box and try to stop Edwards, Allaire. Um, uh, why am I drawing? Oh, um, uh, shoot. I'm Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. I'm sorry. I couldn't pull his name. Uh, those guys. Plus, then you're stopping Kelsey. Tyreek Hill, you know, all these other options, Demarcus Robinson, you can't do that. And and I think you really need more than 11 players to stop the Chiefs, I think. And, and obviously you can only have 11 on the defense at one time. Um, so I think this is just another time where uh, they could run the ball or they could come out and just give you an air raid because they think the Bills are going to focus on the run heavy since they torched them in prior. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I agree with the name you just brought up. Now, there's nothing out on him yet, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire hasn't gotten the, the cleared yet. I think he's going to play. I do too. So I think that's the name to watch if you get there this weekend and he's sitting in these player props for, I don't know, say 34 rushing yards. I think you got to take that because there's no numbers out on him yet. And I don't think Bell is worth a damn anymore. In fact, they used Daryl Williams more last week, which was shocking. But, uh, I mean, he, he played well. A big factor for me, actually, this game is Buffalo is going to go in there. And those fans this week, I actually think they're bumping up the number even more of the fans that can attend this week. They are. I yeah. might be wrong. So Buffalo doesn't get the luxury of playing at home with their fans. This is a, a crowd noise isn't going to be great, but it's going to play into effect a little bit. Maybe get one or two false start calls. Yeah. Ruin a drive. I think it'll seem louder because they've had they played so many games without fans. Yeah, ex- exactly. So I actually like. I mean, Kansas City's good for twenty-seven points a game, basically. It oh, just okay. just chalk it in for twenty-seven yeah. and up. I like the over on this game, and I think Josh Allen's gonna try everything in his bag of tricks to keep. I mean, it, literally, he's gonna be a cult hero 
if they win this game. He he almost actually already is, but yeah. So a player prop that I really like is his rushing yards over of 33 and a half right now. It's minus 110 on Rivers. Um, Kansas City has given up on average against four running quarterbacks right around 50 yards. But Lamar kind of skewed that by dropping an 83 on him. Sure. But Allen rushed for 27 last time against them in junk weather. So I think 33 and a half he can get over for a good player prop. Oh, I love it. I, I mean, can't listen. Kansas City is not lighting up the defensive stats. Uh, you can easily run on them. You can easily pass, and you can easily score. But the problem is, they just score more than you. Yep. I'm going Buffalo here. I, I'm not sold on Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City. I think if I saw a stack correctly, zero and six ATS last six games. Yeah. I just, you know, here's the thing. You know, I'm looking at the line. It jumped a little bit, three and a half. You know, teaser cane. I love Buffalo up in a teaser in this play. I'll give you old man in the garage here in a second, what he likes in this. You know, could this be a shootout, 50 and a half to 54 and a half? I like the teaser maybe up to 60 and a half and taking the under. Little rain. You know, rain doesn't really do a whole bunch or anything like this. But here's the thing that he's banged up. I'm not, I, you know, it was a supposedly a neck problem that kind of got him a little woozy. It wasn't so much of his head hitting the ground. I could not believe, and I said this to a bunch of people, I, I said this to my dad multiple times this week. I couldn't believe they allowed him out of the blue tent and he was sprinting down the sidelines with like no, anybody near him. Yeah. And the guy could barely walk a couple minutes ago. That blew my mind in this. Uh, Somebody, but, I don't want to interrupt, but I no, got a, a, a good uh, tidbit here. So there was a woman on Twitter who was a nurse. Literally, as soon as the play happened, she diagnosed it with a technical term, which I didn't write down or say anything. But she said it's literally it literally was a pinched nerve from the way his head bent and his yeah. arm, and it literally like stopped his nervous system for a second, which is why he was woozy. Was no concussion. So as soon as he gained that. I don't know, a non-stinger, whatever it was, out of there. They said he he was fine. They probably said he could have played last week. What I heard was they asked him, there's so many questions, and he missed one. Uh, Now, what that was was, who knows? I'd love to hear what the questions are. I have no clue. But that's what I've heard from multiple things I've read this week, that they ask you like five to six questions, and you have to pass every question. He missed one question, and that completely took him out of that game. Like, what's the square root of 256? Well, guess what? I wouldn't play in one game at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? I no, mean, fair point. Fair that, point. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. And I thought, and this is what I'm saying about, back to my point here, is this, Matt, great info there, too. I like that. I did not see that. Is it's not so much, somebody wrote and said, it's not so much about his his head or like him not his concussion. It's his foot. He was limping majorly in that game. Okay. Here's the thing. Does that take him away from running a little bit? Cause that's a big part of his game. I think he scrambles out. He can maneuver a little bit. How about is his foot a hundred percent? I mean, I have no clue. Maybe it is. And maybe he's going to be fine, but one hit to that foot and maybe he's bad. Hey, I love Chad Henney, Michigan guy. Great guy. I don't know what he was doing on that deep pass in the end zone. I thought he played well. That scramble was fantastic. Yeah. Him throwing that deep ball, I, I don't know what they were doing there. I thought it was bonehead. Um, but 
I kind of like, again, I, I might play a 60 and a half. Could this be a little bit more conservative? I always think of these games going, there's a lot on the line. Could the play calling be a little bit more dense down than a week four in Buffalo against, you know, who who cares? I mean, whatever, the Jets. It might be. I like Buffalo up in a teaser. I agree with Matt. I think Josh Allen, he wins this game for them. Oh, my goodness. That guy, he'll never pay for another drink in Buffalo the rest of his life. So, Smitty, I think this plays in perfectly to your teaser king strategy with both games. But I also think it, with your liking of Buffalo, I wouldn't be afraid to throw just a little pizza money on the two dog money line upset this week. Well, can I? I'm gonna that's gonna lean into something here, Q and Matt. Old man in the garage, the heartthrob, the Rob Lowe of the show. Guy has been killing it every week on this show, giving more winners than I don't know what you can say about it. Guess who he likes this week? He says, Give out two Tampa, Buffalo, two dogs, two dogs. He loves both dogs, dogs are barking. And guess what? Parlay them. Why not parlay them? Yeah. Take them straight yeah. and then throw a little pizza money on that and yeah. play both, and you're going to have a great weekend at all. There you go, people. I'll tell you what I, and this is you know cliche to say, but you know we're down to the final four teams. But I I really think that these are the best four teams. I I mean obviously on a Vegas stat number you do have to have a dog and a favorite, but I mean these are even as I think as even as you could have in your matchups. Like any team could win, and I don't think you could sit there and be shocked if the Bills won. Would, would I be shocked? Of course not, because they're a great team and they have weapons. If Tampa Bay goes and beats them again, I'm not going to be shocked because, it, you know, they are who they are. They're, they have a, a, a legend, a quarterback. They have a great coach. You know, they have so many weapons. Like, I don't necessarily really think there is a dog per se. I mean, yes, again, Vegas, there is. But I don't think in, in reality there's a dog. In, in any and home, home field just doesn't play in that no, much it, this with, is like with the fans. fans. Yeah, yeah. yep. Cool. All right. Um, so let's kind of get into a little quick offseason stuff. So um want to touch base in college real quick. So we obviously know Sarkeesian went down to Texas. I absolutely love that. I think it's great for college football. Um, I think he is the guy. You know, uh, Texas kind of had a problem uh, with recruiting. They try to keep their own guys in state, but I think they're learning that you have to go outside and you have to get the kids from the south. You have to get the guys from Southern Cal of speed. And I think Sarkeesian is the guy that's going to do that. I think Texas will be back within two to three years with him. Uh, so I, I think that was a great hire, not only for him, but for entire college football. What do you guys think? I, I agree with you. I actually think Sarkeesian has built his resume up so well, and now he can just shuffle names out. Hey, look who I'm getting to the pros. Yeah. Look at what I'm doing for these guys. I mean, he turned Mac Jones into who knows who Mac Jones is going to be. But right now, his stock's at an all-time high. So, yeah, he, he can sell. I'm not as sold on Sarkeesian as probably as much as you are because he still annoys me to no end sometimes. <laughs> but that's just that's just I mean that's he's he's like Lane Kiffin Jr. to me. So I think a little less outspoken, yeah. Um, yeah. That that was kind of the big college football move um, of recent. I'd say that. Uh, so then we'll go in the NFL. Oh, uh, I got one. I got one. Can I jump in? Yeah. How about the Tennessee debacle? Oh, oh I yeah. Think great. True, giving money in McDonald bags. I love Bagman, baby. Bagman. Did you see they just hired uh, Danny White as their new AD? Danny White came in. Well, here's the thing. I mean, and 
you know, I, I loved it this year when uh, I won that bet against uh, Florida Q. I had that Tennessee hat. I, I, I should have wore that tonight. I got my Tampa Bay uh, wow, horse racing hat on uh, Tampa Bay Downs, which I love that track so much. Um, man, what a debacle. And I, well, I'll tell you, for sloppy. Right. I mean, if that's true, that's just sloppiness. And, and you know, that goes on all the time. I mean, all the time. I mean, the 30 for 30, I love the 30 for 30s on ESPN. I'm not a big ESPN fan, but the 30 for 30s are great. If you watch the SMU one, that one is fantastic. Eric Dickerson on that is just the best. How he said he will go to the grave. He will never tell you what he got. I would love to know what he got. Oh, he got the house and stone. Well, he's driving around in a, a Trans Am, a gold Trans Am, as a, a 18-year-old senior from Texas A&M. I mean, God bless him. Well, I wish I had that car. Maybe I would have had better times at the Y dance down in uh, local Phillipsburg there. So there we go. I'll tell you, with Danny White, you know, coming in low and, and, and turning out a program around, like that's going to crush his resume. I mean, now is the perfect time for him to make that move. Uh, well, where where do they where do they go as a hire? I mean, I'd like to hear everyone's thoughts. Like, where where do you go? I mean, to me, that is. I've seen a lot of chatter try to you know out outbid uh, Hugh Freeze and start from there. I mean, obviously, he had some scrutiny down in Ole Miss, but your your program's going to be under scrutiny. But at a minimum, he's going to be a high flying offense who can recruit. I mean, how how old's Philip Fulmer? Any chance they get him back? <laughs> Well, after this debacle, I mean, it reported he knew all about this. So, uh, he's well, he was the AD, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the AD. Yeah, he, he was probably given. There's pictures. He's probably giving out the the McDonald bags and was handing out. You think I, you think they reached out to Manning, Peyton at all and said, "Hey, oh, that's I like it. That's not bad." Um, another pro, former you know player I heard is uh, Jason Witten. You know, obviously he's playing for the Vegas, but does he? That's a say, good name. That's how a about uh, name. how about here's one that's been coached T Martin. Yeah, isn't he like UT Martinsville or something? I don't know where he is right now. I know he's been he kind of that around, but there's another. You know, here's the thing with that. It's to the point. It's not as bad as I believe they have to bring somebody in. That's just going to maybe. Okay, I'm going to throw two schools at you, and I might be dead wrong. You guys can call me out on it. With the whole thing at Penn State, O'Brien came in, and O'Brien did it. And I've called him a bonehead on the show, what he did to the Texans. But O'Brien kept the Penn State program afloat there in that really tough situation. Oh, that Al, Gore, uh, Al uh, Golden, excuse me, got, got down to Miami when they had that situation. You know, did a great job at Temple. That Miami job was probably just way too much, but he kept them afloat a little bit. I think they need to bring somebody in, and like you guys said, it might have to be a name that is just going to keep that team afloat in this situation right now and hopefully be successful because I'll tell you what, that them not being good in college football hurts college football. Well, I'll give you a name, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Will Muschamp, and the reason I say that is when Urban Meyer left Florida – uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but in the South, there was a lot of news and a lot of arrests were on that team. You know, obviously Aaron Hernandez, we found out was a thug. You know, he was on an Urban Meyer team. Um, they, you know, there was a lot of stories that Urban really didn't care what kind of kids you were as long as you won. Um, and, and, you know, to his credit, it, it worked for him. I mean, he's a multiple time national championship winner. He's a legendary coach in college, but 
to say that he did it the right way. I, I can't necessarily say that that he did. Um, Will Muschamp, even though he didn't have the record at Florida, uh, he really cleaned that program up. You know, when you go from having 20 plus kids on a roster who have known criminal records to, you know, really cleaning it up uh, to almost none, you know, you, you got to give credit where credit's due. Maybe not on the field, but certainly off the field. You know, maybe that's a guy, he's got a name. You know, he can still recruit. I mean, guys want to play for him, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Can he go there and just kind of get them off of, you know, the blacklist and kind of get them in transition to get a good coach who can win? It's funny, just a minute you brought up T. Martin. It says he's on the Jeremy Pruitt staff. I did not know that either. Associate head coach. He was at Burger King. He wasn't at McDonald's. He was at Burger King. Uh, All right. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's just a debacle. And it's just, what goes on here at these schools is it's probably mind blowing that it's just the ones that get caught. You're not trying if you're not cheating. Oh, listen, everybody's cheating. I mean, I like your, I like your statement though, about they are better with or college football is better with Tennessee. It's like the Knicks in the NBA. The NBA is so much better if the Knicks are good. Well, you know, Notre Dame's good. And yeah. you know, both of you, I'll say this, even being in college, Matt, with you, I remember times that we watched games and it's, it was that Florida Tennessee matchup that was just prime time. Everybody wanted great. that game. I mean, the, yeah. the, the salt, you know, playing Rocky top, the checkered, you know, end zones. I love Tennessee football. I don't, I mean, I don't, I track them a little bit. I don't know much about them. I mean, See, I'm, they're on my most hated list. I, I've always hated them. I I got good well, you were on the text the other day bashing them when this, oh, you know, that's the great thing about it. I love my boys. I love the, I'll be working and these guys are writing stuff and it just keeps me afloat most days. Cause I mean, it's just nonstop sports stuff every second of the day. And I like Tennessee. I hope they, but man, what a dumpster fire right now. Good luck. And I hope, I mean, God bless those people that have to come in and turn that around. And I mean, you've seen it. It can happen. Penn State. I mean, Penn State was, I I still, and I'm going to say it on here, and Dr. Brent's going to not be happy with me. They still should have been punished so much more than they should have, you know, what they did. And, but I'll give Bill O'Brien credit. Bill O'Brien kept them afloat. And you felt bad for the kids. Those kids did nothing to do with that situation. Yeah. They should have been punished more, but but they, you know, they kept it afloat. Same with the Miami thing. Cue your dad, diehard Miami fan. Those guys should have never been punished for some of the stuff they did because they had nothing to do with it. You know, and again, same with Tennessee. I hope it, they keep it afloat. God bless you. Keep it rolling. And keep beating Florida so Q's not happy. I love hey, it. That, that, that cover wise. They won cover wise. Hey, that's all that matters. ATS is the most yep, yep. Q, I didn't know you were a big Florida guy. Oh, die hard. I'm the uh Gainesville beat writer. He <laughs> is the biggest. Awesome, man. Awesome. He is yeah, the but biggest. I'll tell you this. With that, and Smitty can attest, like I I, I do give them a, a pretty fair grade. Um oh, definitely yeah. a homer, but I can I can fairly grade them and, and fade them if need be. Um same All with right. me with Michigan. I do right. the same with Michigan. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. NFL. So I really want to get your opinion. Obviously, you know, we're all DMV guys. Um, I want to, I want to, uh, the, the Dwayne Haskins, and then we'll transition to watch. So Dwayne Haskins goes to Pittsburgh uh, after really no team wanted him. There was, there was some chatter 
uh, shortly after he was released that he goes, you know, potentially to Carolina, uh, maybe to learn under Teddy Bridgewater and that new system, uh, more of a college style with Matt Rule that down there, um, which he's you know kind of accustomed to playing, you know, two years removed from Ohio State. Uh, but then he ends up in Pittsburgh, and, and Smitty and I talked about this, and I think it has a magnitude of, of multiple, uh, you know, ways. What, what's your thoughts? Go ahead, Smitty. Okay, well, that's okay. My team. Well, you know, again, the boys, Doctor Brent. I thought Doctor Brent said a great thing. You know, he said it's not a big deal, and it's it's not. But I'm opinionated, and I have an opinion on everything. And some people, I love when I get people fired up, so I I shoot my mouth off, and that's fine. Um, I, you know, my thing is, and being down here and, you know, Matt is a Redskins fan, which we're going to talk about that in a second. And being, I mean, Q, you know, we live down here. Yeah. Guy was late. The guy was prepared. The guy just did not listen to anybody. Yeah. So my thing with the Steelers. And I had a good rant about a week ago if we would have done a show with the Steelers. Because the Steelers, to me, used to be this big. Everybody copied their franchise. Well, that's going away, in my opinion. My opinion with them now is it's kind of a cluster. And to bring a guy in like this, where, to me, the Steelers right now, and Mike Tomlin, I'm not a Mike Tomlin fan. I think I don't think he's a great coach. And he has no control of the players. You saw that Juju Smith with all this dancing, and it's a distraction. I've said it on the show. It's a distraction. Then Claypool is coming out and going, well, Cleveland's going to be on the couch next. So guess what, buddy? They beat you. They played a game. Shut your mouth. You haven't done anything. Now you're bringing a guy in that was just lackadaisical with stuff. Is the reward high? Yeah. Could this guy blossom? Yeah. And I'm all, I said to Q earlier today on the phone. People deserve second chances. I'm just not sure I wanted that in Pittsburgh. And I think it's a waste of time. And then Q, and I, you know, I don't know if he'll remember this, so I'm going to say it. Q made a great point on the phone today, and he said to me, he goes, does this mean that they don't bring in a quarterback next in the draft? And then you have Mason, and then now you have Dwayne Haskins. Okay, here's the problem, Pittsburgh fans. Ben's done. He should retire now. Rudolph is on a one-year deal, so he's a free agent. What are you going to give him, a three-year deal to quarterback? How many games did he quarterback? Then you're going to, okay, Dwayne Haskins, if he's the third quarterback, you're going to bring him back? So what do you do? I think it's a train wreck. I think the team, and here's, and, and then I'm done because I know I'm ranting right now and I got to get out of this. They are a train wreck. They have lost so many playoff games lately. They've given up 45, 48 points in two home playoff games the last two times, 2017 and this past year. It's a train wreck. Mike Tomlin's a disgrace. He should be fired. Get rid of him. Let's move on. Somebody else talk. Matt, real quick, I just I want to touch it out. And Go for you. it. So, yeah, Smitty, that was my point I was going to bring up. Uh, so, obviously, coming out of Florida, I, I've watched a lot of games. I've loved, watched a lot with you. And we both have fallen in love with Kyle Trask. And, and, and I've I've gone on the air before, and I've said this, Matt. I think Kyle Trask is a better thrower than Trevor Lawrence, and Smitty agrees. And when I say that, the tight windows that he was able to throw that ball to, whether he was under pressure or just great coverage, it is incredible. 
I mean, the guy's got absolute touch that you're like, man, how did, how did that ball just get into that receiver's arms? But he does it and he does it and he does it and he does it. And, and, I, and we had talked about, this is the guy the Steelers need to draft. This is your Joe Burrow. In my opinion, Joe Burrow was nothing until he wins a national title and has a great year with LSU. He becomes the number one overall pick. I'm not saying Trask should be number one, but I think he has just gone from a fifth, sixth round pick to nobody could fault you for drafting him in the first round. And I think he does have the potential and the work ethic to really make it in the NFL. I mean, he's got the size, which is a lot of the NFL. I mean, look, Josh Allen got terrible grades in in terms of his consistency and his accuracy, and and now he's playing for the AFC Championship. But he had the size, he had the mechanics, and it's working. Uh, With them bringing in Haskins, has that just solidified, hey, we're not going to go get a guy like Kyle Trask now. We think we can mold him. And, you know, Smitty Sierra reports that, okay, now there's, you know, rumblings of do we go get Najee Harris with our pick? And I had told the first mock draft, they uh, they had Travis Etienne going to them. Like, running backs are a dime a dozen. Has this one-year deal just ruined a potentially next 10 years of your franchise? So when, when Sheeler says it's not a big deal – I think it can be. If you don't draft a guy, whether Big Ben comes back or not, to, to you know reign your future, this could set your program back 10 years. And we're seeing it in Washington. You know, the one guy, RG3, set that team back. I, it, this is a great segue because you wanted me to hit on the Redskins. Yeah, and yeah. the Steelers, the Steelers we thing ties to the show, <laughs> so good into this. Because I'm going to go a little outside of the box. And well, first I'm going to touch on your Kyle Trask thing. So, and I'm not biased by any means. I had a ticket on him to win the Heisman. I, I think he is that good. The bad thing is now his stock is so high. The Steelers are going to have to give up picks or assets, whatever assets they have to get him. Now they're going to have to move up. He's, I think he's going to go end up going top 10 after a combine wow. workout. Wow. Q. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's going to be the mover. So I agree. I mean, he's got the potential. Whether a team see that or not, I can't speak on. I mean, this draft is loaded for QBs, and I think yeah. he's going to be the mover up. Uh, I agree. So my thing with the Steelers is their O-line is just dirt. Just dirt. Yep. If they don't draft a lineman round one, there's, there's an issue. But here's my out-of-the-box thinking. Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. If I am the Steelers, call me crazy. Smitty, you might. I'm oh, sure I'm Brent will. call you crazy, but that's okay. Let's roll it. Okay. <laughs> Makes great TJ radio. Watt. Makes great TJ Watt radio. to Houston. After next year, he costs $17 million against the cap. Throw in two first-round picks. TJ Watt, start there for a building block. Say, hey, Houston, you interested in TJ Watt, two first-rounders for Watson. Pittsburgh has nothing at quarter. They're not going to go get a quarterback like you said. I think Haskins, is, they think, could be the guy now, and it's just horrible. So they're going to sit. Without Ben, that franchise is really going to hurt. Yeah. And these fans here, anyone under the age of 27 is so spoiled. They don't understand what a bad team is from the uh, early 80s and stuff. I mean – they they need a QB. They need a superstar. Juju's not a superstar. Watt, Watt is, but is Watt as good as Aaron Donald? 
No, I, I don't think so. That defense to me is still not elite, but they have to build in the trenches. First round, you better go get a lineman. I agree. I, I listen. I love the Watts. If if the Steelers, there's three teams that I think he could go to and succeed, and I think he's worth the ransom: Pittsburgh, Miami, and Washington. And that's the other thing, too. If I'm the Redskins, I do the same thing. I, I offer up Allen or one of the D linemen and two first-round picks to Houston for to bring Watson in. Just start – like, you got to start somewhere. You got I'm sure they are. I'm sure there's talks going around that we're, we're never going to hear about. But Houston wanting three first-rounders is a little steep. But give them a player. Give them something they can build off. I mean, that team is in shambles right now in Houston. Oh, they're trying they're, to – They still don't have a coach. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not big on giving up uh, picks for players, and I've said it many times. And I mean, I, I, I mean, I respect your guys' opinion on that. I Steelers, I wouldn't do it. And again, I listen. I'm going to say it. Ben should retire. I, I wish Ben would, because their schedule. I said this to Q today. Their schedule is going to be so tough next year. They're not winning, people. They're not. They're not winning. And you know, everybody wants to rip on the Pirates. And we'll get on this later in baseball season because Nails will make fun of me nonstop on this, which will be great radio here too. Um, the Steelers are starting to get like that. And that's why with the Haskins deal to me, we're starting to take like people's other like, eh, let's throw this guy in and we got this. They have so many locker room issues. Tomlin should stomp on this crap. And now you're bringing in a guy that's not prepared. And we're bringing him in, and now he's going to be our quarterback, and we have a high reward. Listen, I, I'm not in for it at all. I like Trask. I want him. I want somebody young. Rebuild. It's nothing. There's nothing wrong with franchises to rebuild. It happens all the time. And, again, Texans are a train wreck. I'm sorry. I'm not giving up a ton of picks for Watson, and I love Watson. I think he'd be great on that. I agree with Matt, and I said it, and I said to Q, so last week, somebody wrote about Najer Harris or whatever out of Alabama. First round pick by the Steelers. And I put on Twitter, I'm like, you don't draft a running back first round. I got bashed for like about three days. Some people agreed with me. Some people didn't. Bottom line, people, you don't do this. He's a talent. Yes, he is. It would look great. But here's the thing, and I'm going to say this, and then I'm done with this rant. Because the Steelers, I get all fired up. The thing about it is, you're going you're gonna, to, okay, draft a running back. Like Nail said, the offensive line's garbage. It's garbage. Pouncey can't block anybody. He can't even snap a ball. Pouncey had the worst snap percentage two years ago as anybody at center. DeCastro, how he made a Pro Bowl, it's like me that I'm a swimsuit model for J.C. Penny ads. He made the Pro Bowl because the Steelers lead the league in Pro Bowl voting. I guess. How did the, <laughs> Nail, can you say, how did David DeCastro make the Pro Bowl. So many of these yinzers love to click for the Pro Bowl. Man, love it. Castro didn't even yeah. play. He missed four or five games. He's on the Pro Bowl team. Yeah, it's like Bobby Bonilla getting a million dollars every July. They just go down the, the list. Anything with Pittsburgh, it's click, click, click. One hundred percent agree. Goodness gracious, people! These guys are bad, and they're making the Pro Bowl. That's how what a joke that is. The thing is about this, and nails hit it. The offensive line's garbage. So if Ben comes back next year, and my dad, I'm going to say what my dad says all the time. He wants to get back to a fullback, running back, and I believe in that. I'm not into this. I know we're not playing. I you know whatever it's called. 
uh, straight up the gut running like back in like the eighties and you know, late eighties. But the thing is, Ben's going to be in shotgun again. Why are you drafting a running back? So he stands back five yards next to you. He gets no momentum. There's no fullback. We brought in that Watt brother for $9 million. What did that guy do? Nothing. He played special team. He's going to find his way out of Pittsburgh. Send well, him and his brother to here. Hey, dude, the NFL is 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 becoming the new college. Everybody is going to the shotgun. Everybody's going to the spread. So, I mean, as much as you know, you want the the eye formation again. It's not going to happen. And you know what we paid nine million dollars for? He ran the ball twice in a playoff game. He got a first down once, and then he got drilled. Good job, Pittsburgh. That's why I said, what are they doing right now? The organization. I said to my dad today. I said, what are they doing as an organ? People modeled the organization. It's really starting to go. We're doing TikTok videos and they're allowing it. Guys can then say, oh, well, Cleveland's going to be on the couch. That used to not happen. It's starting to happen in Pittsburgh. And but it- you, you know who the, the uh, lowest rushing team in the league was this year? I'd have to say Pittsburgh. By a lot. Yeah. yeah. By a lot. So well, They don't have a bad running back, though. No, oh, here comes Q. He loves Benny Snell. I love it. Say, dude, I love. I mean, again, we got to move on, but I, I love Benny Snell. But how do you grade a guy who can't run the ball because of, he has no offensive line to protect? That's him? right. Well, and yeah. the bottom line, I've said this to old man in the garage: you could have Tony Dorsett in the backfield, you're not running the ball. No, no. Right. When you're five yards back and you hand off to a guy, and then he has to catch the ball and try to run to somebody, and there's no line and nobody can block, Villanueva. I'd rather see nails on the line there than Villanueva. I mean, he's horrible. Here's here's, here's an out-of-the-dark point. Is it safe to say Pittsburgh might be the worst team in that division next year? I think they're still a little better than Cincinnati. Cincinnati? Okay. A little bit. I think Cincinnati's getting better, and I think Pittsburgh's regressing. Yeah, and I think if Cincinnati pulls off another good draft – I, th- I think the Steelers might be relegated to fourth. But here, here and, I'll, I'm gonna, and then I know Q, we got to move on. And I know you like moving on with the show here because I can go on rants for 20 <laughs> minutes here. The thing is with this, Matt, and I agree with you. The thing is, and I've said this, and I'm going to say this. My Okay, so we're, I'm a Celtics fan. And I'm not trying to change it because this is going to come back to my point. I remember when we traded Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, and my sister doesn't follow but she loved those two guys. She goes, what are they doing? And I said, it's called a business for a reason. You move on. And if you fall in love with these guys too long, you're done. And guess what Pittsburgh's doing? They're falling in love with these guys way too long. That's why New England's been so successful. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and I, I and I'd love to hit on New England real, for give me one minute on this. I'd love to hear what Matt Sorry, has to Q. say. Are I want a Smitty minute or a Q minute. Well, I, I'm 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 rolling, baby. I'm on fire right now. The thing with New England too is I don't understand, and I'd love to hear you, Matt, what you have to think because we have you on the show. Belichick should retire because my opinion is he's going to go down now as this great coach, because they're going to be a dumpster fire next year. New England's not winning next year. No. I mean, you say Pittsburgh's not going to be good. Miami's really good. Buffalo's really, really good. Jets are going to be better next year, too. I'm going to see what they do in the draft. But the thing is, 
He's leaving it out. I mean, his his girlfriend had to block people because now they're bashing him saying Tom Brady was your whole life. Why do you want to live in that? Get out of that. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you, but I think he's so stubborn that he wants to prove everybody wrong that he is the cog that made that franchise go. And I don't disagree that he is. Well, I mean, or if it wasn't a 50-50 split, but I think they're also a team that's in play for Deshaun Watson. I could see that that, that they have pulled some big trades off uh, and some big acquisitions, you know, kind of uh, pulled the rug right out from some other teams. Um, all right, moving on. So uh, we've obviously, we kind of segued into it, and then we went on a Smitty rant, and then we set hey, it out. But we're, we're busting a U-turn. We're coming right back. So we've already talked about, you know, should the Redskins go after Deshaun? I agree with, you know, you, Matt. I think they should. But let's take him out of the equation uh, real quick. Let's say he goes somewhere else. Uh, where do you think the quarterback play goes? Alex well, Smith did say he wants to continue, but I think you bring Smith back. I mean, even if he doesn't make it through training camp as a cut, whatever. I think the high Nicky kid has basically earned himself a roster spot. The hundred percent, some way, shape, or form, he's going to be on that roster. Now, is he starter material to me? No, he, he kind of reminds me of a young Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I think he's I think he's good enough to win you some games. He's he's like the really good relief pitcher. Bring him in, and he sparks everybody and this and that. I don't think he's starter material though over the long term. If they don't make a play for a band aid guy like Stafford or someone, they they have to draft. They they got to get younger and draft a guy there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they they're in a position where, and I told Smitty this. I think you bring back. So I I think here's two options. Option one, Alex Smith says he wants to be a starter. And I think you say, hey, we appreciate it. You know, you were a great story. We loved having you. You know, you taught us a lot. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. I think option two is, hey, we'd love to have you back, but we want you back in a transition role. We're going to pay you less money, you know, uh, maybe take a restructured contract or something. Be the the starter for the first few weeks. We're going to draft a guy because we all know you're a genius, we're not going to take anything from that. You know, you you are one of the greatest quarterback minds right now, and we want you to pass that on. And we want you to, you know, maybe this is a streamway into a coaching career for you. Um, yeah. And I think that's how you roll it. Um, with the Heineke thing, my so my father-in-law uh, is actually good friends with the Heineke's, and, you know, we kind of talked, and, and like you said, he's that great reliever that comes in, uh, you know, and, and electrifies the crowd. Uh, gives you a gutsy performance, you know, balls to the wall, puts your you know heart on your sleeve. And I think that's great. And I think it, it's something Washington needed. It was kind of that that spark and the excitement that we were lacking in Washington. With that said, he's had three NFL starts, and he's had some sort of injury in all three games. I mean, the kid's 5'11", 175, but he plays with 235 pounds of heart. Not taking that from him. He needs to learn how to play a game over 16 weeks, not just two, three weeks. And I think that is his downfall. I think he's earned a spot. But again, to, to say he's a starter, I would say no. You have to go find your starter, whether, uh, and, 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 and I'll be honest. So Smitty was telling me today, John Feinstein, as much as I hate the guy, he had a great point. You're in a, with, with the, the, your defensive front. Your guys are starting to come into their prime. Some have four years, some have two to three, some are coming into their fifth year. It is a win now for those guys because that was that was the producer cue. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Valdez. 
Valdez said that, which I thought and he's was accurate. Point. You have, I mean, you're not going to be able to re-sign every single one of those studs you drafted. So you're in a situation. If Matt Stafford wants to come for two years, I'm jumping on board because he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, so I I like Stafford, but he's just a band-aid to me. Like he's only going to give you two years. Now they do have a really good O line, yeah, which is nice. Yeah, I, but again, I would I would love to now. see your boy Kyle Trask there. I'd love I, to see I, that. I, whoever gets him is to me is the steal of the draft. I don't think he's going to last that far. I think this combine, if these QBs kill, like if this Trey Lance comes in and lights up the combine. And Trask comes in, and lights up the combine. They're just going to go higher than we ever expect. Uh, yeah, uh, it, bold take what right here. Combine because there's no combine this year. Uh, there is. They're not having it in Indianapolis. Um, I think we have 100 days till the draft, so the combine's usually a month before. I believe wasn't it a? Did I hear Rumlins? It's a virtual combine. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but I know they're... it's funny in Indianapolis. There's yeah. no one that's allowed to be there. Correct. So it's like you have to watch people and then maybe they work out. I think what it was you... kind of on the format of like pro day where you do it at your facility. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see what they say here. Uh, and, you know, and, and the thing is, I love the combine. I love watching it. I love those big offensive line guys running because <laughs> I look really fast in my old age. So I, I look great. But the bottom line is, I mean, we had a great combine at Slippery Rock one time. We jumped over couches and threw the ball and protein shakes at people, and it was great. Dr. Brett flipped over a couch, and, I mean, he didn't make the first cut. He played <laughs> the fourth round. So, I think he got cut. And, he, and yeah, I think he did get cut. I looked great that day. I was running really well. I looked good. And, um, you know, the bottom line with it is the kid out of – what is that? Uh, tr- Oh, Lance, said, Trey Lance. Yeah, what what school is he out of? That went uh, North Dakota State. North Dakota State. Yeah. Okay, they won the national. He played, I th- I believe, one game this year. I think they played one game, and uh, you know, I know Eb on the junkies has said he looks great. He runs a lot. I mean, he seems like he's the freak that could jump. I'm just not sold on him. No, me either. He's he's too much of an unknown. Yeah, I agree. He's he's a re- he's a wild card. I agree. Well, you know what it reminds me, Matt? It's like Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez played one year. Any of these guys that played just one year, and this kid, I mean, he played a year, but he had one game this year. Sanchez was great. I mean, he was never a great NFL guy. He played one year at USC. I like guys that are playing for like two, three years, and they look like they can develop. And that's the thing with the combine. My point is these guys are in like gym shorts. Like you wear like, in 1980 playing an NBA game and you know, the cutoff t-shirts from a, a karate kid movie from the eighties and they run fast and you fall in love with these guys and go, well, they're going to save the franchise. I mean, Russell looked like he was going to save the franchise. Well, the guy was a train wreck and he was never good. Uh, you know, I love, I love it, but I hate it in a way what can happen. Yeah, the combine I'm reading here is going to be done all virtually from the college campuses. So it's yeah. just going to be like a pro day workout. Yeah. No actual underwear gym Olympics, <laughs> as they call it. I mean, I think you have to take the combine with a grain of salt, but you also have to uh, point out, you know, it is a mechanical based drill. So if they have the mechanics, that, you know, obviously 
you got to start somewhere in, in, in the mechanics or, or where it's at. Um, yeah. Tebow was a winner in college, but he didn't have the mechanics, so he didn't pan out. Um, so that's kind of how you have to evaluate it. And I think some teams are better than others. Uh, yeah, I, I think whoever gets Kyle Trask, it, you're getting the steal of the draft, in my opinion. I'll go on the record and say I'll ship Tua out of Miami if we can get Kyle Trask in South Florida, and I would have no problems with it. Um, I think it would make the team better. But, you know, all in all, I think the Redskins have to either band-aid it with the win-now mentality, and then in two years if you want to rebuild and say, hey, we, we gave it a chance. And maybe they, who's to say, man, the NFL, like any team, if they have the defense – performance and they get to Sean Watson, they could go to the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. they really could. In that division for sure. Yeah. And so if the, if you could have a good two-year, three-stretch uh, with Matt Stafford, then go for it and rebuild and then go get your quarterback. I just don't like teams that give up their entire future for one guy. And I wouldn't want to see the Steelers on Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't want to see the Redskins on Deshaun Watson. I, you well, know, I just worked the move, man. Hey, I, uh, we're we're used to the giving up the picks in Washington. Look at the day. Yeah, exactly. worth all these guys. Just yeah. Break the bank on these fools. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, hey, listen, I'm not w- saying. One of them going to hit. <laughs> I once in a while will say I'm the smartest man in the room. I can be dead wrong on this. And if the Steelers do it and they play well, good. And if the Redskins do it, hey, great. Go for it. And I, I will. And the thing about it is I'll eat my words on the shelf. Q, let's hit some hoops. Can we get hoops? Can we get Maddie on some hoops? Yeah, Maddie. If you, Maddie, uh, you still, I got a couple. I got a couple hoop plays. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll it, hang it. I'm gonna grab Maddie a beer. Yeah, shit, yeah. Uh, all right. So done with done with NFL. Done with college. Let's talk about college basketball. Uh, so some of the lines still aren't out yet, uh, but I did kind of note some games uh, of interest and for t- uh, Saturday. Uh, obviously, the show's being recorded Friday night. Um, so it's, you know, college basketball, for some reason, um, likes to, on most sites, now our site does have lines, and I'll get those free people, but most sites, they're, they're not lines yet. Um, one of the games I really like, Kansas playing Oklahoma at noon. I think it's a great way, even though Oklahoma's unranked. Uh, they played Kansas really tough, and they played not too long ago. So this is just an interesting game that I kind of wanted to touch about. Um, I think Kansas is, is overrated, in my opinion. Um, and, and I think you would agree. I think they kind of play to their competition, uh, but I think they're able to be beat uh, by, by a lot of teams. I think the Big 12, I'm not saying they're Big 10 stature, but I think the Big 12 is, is, is some tough basketball, whether you play a ranked or an unranked team. And I think this Oklahoma team, um, they have the pieces to be really, really good. I mean, you know, the one guy we fell in love with, Larry Bird's son, Brady Manning. Um, <laughs> he's not really his son, but he looks just like him when he grows that March Madness mustache. Um, you know, those, they do have the pieces, uh, to match up really well with Kansas. I mean, uh, they're, they're, they're average. Both teams get a score roughly 75 to 77 points. And then both teams give up 66 and 68 points, very similar field goal percentage, both at 44 and a half, uh, similar free throws, uh, similar everything. They're kind of, uh, you know, one for one in terms of the stats, whether it's rebounds, assists, steals, uh, blocks, turnovers. So, I think Oklahoma's going to keep this game close again. Where's that game at, Q? It's in Oklahoma. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hit I, – I played um, – I think it was Monday night. I gave out teaser. I had Kansas uh, against – that was against, what, Baylor? Yes. And that was the first time I really sat down with Baylor and really studied Baylor. And Kansas, I agree with you, man. I don't like the point guard. Big guy, Garrett or Barrett, I, I'm not sure – 
seems very lackadaisical with the ball. I'm not a big fan of his. I don't see a true point guard out of the guy. I think he's playing a position way out. Brown, the uh, the one guy hit about five, six threes in that game. Kept him in light, uh, light foot or light something. Came in off the bench. Uh, big guy underneath. Gave him good minutes. I'm not sold on Kansas. I don't think this is a great Kansas team, personally. Yeah, I, agree. I, I agree. I don't think it's... I just the one guy underneath, I can't remember his name right now, and I'm not trying to be an expert on college basketball here. He got in foul trouble in that game. I just don't see Kansas being it's not a Bill Self team that you have yeah. seen over the last 10 to 15 years and thinking Kansas. This team, I me personally, this could be a team that could be out in the first round and an upset weekend or a second game for sure. Get out. Yeah, I agree. So Q, if you play this, do you take the the uh, the points? Or you just drop a straight money line on these guys. Um, I would probably take the points. I mean, I think Kansas can beat them. I'm not saying Kansas is terrible. I just think that they're not as good as people are saying. And on paper, these two match up identical. So I think these bookies got this line really, really right. It's yeah. uh, it's I mean, Kansas is right now uh, given one. It opened them getting one. So it looks like the action's going towards Kansas for sure. They're going to try to spread this out a little bit. But I mean, even the points per game, these guys are just, They're dead this, is a, this is a dead heat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? I mean, teaser. Yeah. Teaser. I mean, maybe this is, you know, obviously Smitty's a teaser. I play some, I don't play to the extent he does. I think this would be a really good teaser spot. If you could get a home team who plays really tough you know, at plus six. I mean, I just yeah. don't see how they beat it. But, you know, if, if I, I wouldn't be opposed to laying pizza money. I mean, I think Oklahoma can certainly win this game at home. I mean, they only lost, I think, by four at Kansas earlier this year. I got a good teaser to pair that up with it. Oh, let yeah, it hear. Uh, Virginia, minus nine. Love it. Tease that, that was, down. That was one of that was I was dead on with that. Yeah. I think that UVA, I personally, I think UVA is going to be, them by more than minus nine, but I think I, I agree. But if you want to do a nice teaser, throw that no, in there. Yep, yep. I think UVA. I think uh, they're starting to find their stride. I think Calder's starting to find the bottom of the net. Kerry uh, Clark is starting to be more efficient. He really struggled with turnovers early on in the season. Um, he's really starting to kind of you know find his feet per se on the court. Um, and and they're the uh, number one number one or two team in the country with only eight turnovers a game. So you know. While they don't score a lot, uh, now they score more than what I thought they would. I mean, they're averaging in the 70s. Um, they've, they have one of the slowest paces, but that's obviously Tony Bennett basketball, and you just suck the life out of teams. Um, and I think Georgia Tech hasn't faced a defense of that stiminess, and I, it's just it's so hard to play against and so hard to play at that slow pace. And Georgia Tech really, uh, they beat Clemson. I had a three team money line parlay the other day, and they beat Clemson. They shot the lights out. They shot like sixty seven percent from the three point. You're not going to do that every day. No, and they and they, they are a good team, though. They no, without they're a doubt, they are. Good. Yes, yeah, they are. I just they're, they're playing a lot better, but they're not going to shoot that well. Absolutely yeah. not. I, you know, so if you if you throw out the Gonzaga game with Virginia, the most points they've given up to anybody is sixty eight, and that might be an overtime. And like it you was. just said, they're, they're scoring in the 70s now. Yeah. So I think they cover that nine as well. But with the teaser king on, 
Tease oh, it I down. Oh, I, 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 listen, oh. I'm marking it down. I have my notebook here, and like everybody that listens to our show should have their notebook and put it down. I'll tell you a team that I just and it killed me the other night because I thought LSU could maybe hang with them is Alabama. Alabama yeah. is just whipping people right now. I'm gonna go get yes, they are, but I'm gonna go with an, an outlandish take here and say they're overrated. Oh, you come on now. I'm I'm gonna say this. What team? Uh, so their coach has this strategy, and and they broke it down. And forgive me for not giving you the right numbers, but you know he bases like points off of shots. So like a free throw is one to one. Anything inside the perimeters, like in his eyes, like one point two points worth. Uh, but anything from three point uh, line is like one point eight points you know, per shot or whatever. So he wants his guy shooting 40, 50 times a game from the three-point line. Like, I can tell you right now, if you run into UVA in a tournament, you're not shooting at a high percentage against that team. You're not firing off 50 quality three-point shots. I'll tell you, though, teams like this in the tourney, and Matt, I would like to love to hear your opinion because I'll tell you what, Matt's one of the greatest guys and I hopefully I'm going to join him in Vegas here for March Madness. If he goes, I'm already booked, buddy. All booked. Oh, it's all I'm booked. So I'm, trying, I'm booked. Q's going to come out. We're going to do it in two years. All three of us out there. I might do it this year with you. And hey, I'm looking. Anybody that wants to go out to Vegas with me, let me know. If, <laughs> if yeah, I'm actually looking at a Cabana. Uh, that might be a giveaway. If you pick the right game, maybe you can fly out with Smitty on uh, a trip out to Vegas. Matt does. I love what Matt does, and I just love tracking him because he does like dogs. And I know the show's going long, but I don't care because this is a great show, and I love having Matt on here. Matt does dogs like money line on on the first couple days. The, any team that can shoot a, the three pointer, great. I love. I love. Now, could they miss everything? And Q's hitting it too. I love Alabama. Keep an eye on Alabama. A little pizza money to win the national championship. Why not? Why not? I just don't think you can live and die by the three-point line in college basketball. Oh, I love it. It's all love about it. the guard play to me. So, well, I, I, so Matt, I think we have a surprise. Matt, yeah. throw this out because we had Greg Peterson on here. And we said, I think I one of the it. greatest questions we had out of Greg Peterson on VEASAN on our show like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. We said, what's a team – Okay, so Matt, if you want to throw pizza money on a team to win the national championship, what would that team be? I actually threw it on Xavier at the beginning of the year. Now I'm a little soured on them now. But if I had to look, I know Smitty's a big Creighton fan. They I, can, they, I can't get on board with Creighton yet. They're struggling the last two now, weeks. And I'm gonna, can I say this? I took Providence in a teaser the other night, and they awesome. beat them straight up. Yeah. So there's a new team that just jumped into the top 25 that I have my eye on, and it's UCLA. No. Now, I think, I think, <laughs> oh, I think the Pac-12 is just hot garbage. It is. Hot garbage. Yeah. But I think they have enough. I mean, they're 12 and 2. They, they have enough athletes to get it done. And who's their coach nowadays? Mitch Cronin. Yeah. He, I he, like him. He can at least get him to play some defense, keep games close. And I'm not sold on anybody right now that's not named Gonzaga. I think, yeah, I think you could do Gonzaga one and then maybe Baylor like 1A. Yep. But um, 
But I don't know. Or, Baylor, I mean, I'll tell, you, I, I, I'll tell you, I watched Baylor one time. Baylor has the team. Baylor right now, let me just throw it out there. They're so good. They can score 86 a game, so they can score. They can score. Because the deep back a couple years, couple years ago, Baylor was always very defensive. They couldn't score. Yeah. Now, that's complete opposite now. They can score now. They're athletic. They're big. They can shoot threes. The kid had 30-something against Kansas. Um, I, I can't remember his name. He was drilling threes left and right. They have scores. They have scores now in that system. Watch for Baylor. Baylor's good. I would say Gonzaga. I still, I mean, me and Q have said it on the show. Gonzaga and then Baylor's right there. And then there's everybody else. I I do love Baylor's point guard. And like I said, I think guard play is key when you get to the tourney. Oh, I agree. Especially if you're a general. I mean, let's dumb it down a little bit. You take your bracket and you're filling it out. Can you really see yourself putting Baylor all the way to that end game? Yeah. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I, I, and I think, I think it's because of the way this season is. There's no crowds, so I think they that has made them better because you're not playing against a hostile environment on the road. You're just Baylor, who is going to beat you offensively. They're bigger. They're faster. They're more athletic. Maybe two years, you know, from this same team doesn't do so hot because. You know, you go into a hostile environment in Kansas where it, the crowd is pumping, it's hot, it's loud, it's echoing. They lose that game. This year, they win that game, and they win it handedly. So I think because of the weird season, they are as good as they are. I'll throw one more name out. Tennessee. Love them. I have, I have pizza. I already have pizza money on them to win the national champion. Oh, I got, and, that was a game I had marked for tomorrow, too. Pizza, Love, or, think, uh, Tennessee yeah. versus Mizzou tomorrow. I, we can touch on that, and then I'll, I'll throw another game out there. I So Tennessee obviously gets trounced by Florida, who happened to be very shorthanded. I mean, Florida's top three scorers were out. They wake up. Missouri is, is a good quality team. Tennessee's already beat them by 20. They know the game plan. They play defense. Uh, I think this is an easy play for Tennessee. Yeah, great defense. I would even look the under tomorrow. At, uh, Rivers has it 132, I believe. Well, you know, I, I looked at it was 73-53, so it didn't even cover that. You know, best defensive teams, UAB, I have them the night in a teaser against Rice. They're they're rolling right now. They give up 56 a game. Houston, 56. Loyola, Abilene, Christian, Tennessee, great defensive team. Liberty, UVA, which you know UVA would be right around there. But Tennessee, I love it. I jumped on it. They have like four returning guys yeah. on that starting team. They, yeah, they did. I was shocked that they pl- they played horrible. But here's the thing. We've said it on the show. College basketball is so different from college football. Anybody can lose. Anybody can – on a Tuesday night to roll into a town, you're going to lose. Well, how do you – you know, we talk the zigzag. Teams win by 50 on Friday, lose by 10 on months, you know, Saturday. So – so let, let's hit on that real quick. And I know we, we got to wrap up because we're going along, but that's okay. Cause we had a great guy on the show today and that's fine. Here's the zigzag theory. Peterson talked about this on our show about teams playing back to back. There's a lot. Of, and I had it today. I have one of my favorite plays today was Oakland, Detroit. They played uh, twice, right? Right. Let me find my notes here. Right around Christmas time, 152 points. And 163 points. It's about 70 right now at halftime. Detroit didn't score a lot, so I'm a little nervous now. But games, 
points, points with the spread. But here's another thing. Q had a great point a couple weeks ago about Gardner-Webb. They lost the game. He said, hey, zigzag, bounce them back. Guess what? They covered. I think they won the game outright. Here's another one. Charleston Southern played UNC Asheville a couple days, like uh, uh, on the 14th of January. UNC Asheville won 92 to 54. They played the next day. UNC Asheville won 83-75. Zigzag theory. Greg Peterson, hooping with hoops. Check him out. He knows what he's talking about. Zigzag theory. This stuff happens all the time. Q, what was the game that you just got? Uh, It was Oakland somebody. Who was that? Wright State and Oakland. They beat uh, Wright State wins by 39 on a Friday. So I go to roll them again. They're like minus seven, and they lose a the game by ten after winning by thirty nine the night before. I mean, and I told you today, uh, Morgan State, Coppin State, they played one day. It was real close. Spread was seven. Morgan State, real close game. Morgan State went on a run late in the game. So the next day they played again. Yeah. Well, uh, why not take Why not take Coppin State again? Guess what? I think they won the game outright. I'll tell you. I'll give credit to Barstool, uh, Benchbob, uh, Marty Mush, and Rico Bosco. So they have a system, and it's a dog system. So any team that falls on a dog line, uh, plus three to plus five, covers at like 60%. Now, we've been doing that. Now, Smitty takes it to a teaser. But, man, it's a pretty incredible stat. So that that three to five run gap, uh, you know, that's still, in my opinion, uh, a team saying, yes, you can hang. Uh, they're covering that. And, you know, and yeah, you said that, and I've been doing it a teaser because the teaser came. But this, uh, this is, and th- I'm done. Then I'd love to hear top five, Matt, then Q, and mine. Top five teams in college basketball. If you had Ooh. to do it, I'm not trying to put you on a spot here. I know I have a little notes here, but I'm not trying to put anybody on a spot here. What's your I top five? One. If you had to do it, Matt, go. Well, obviously Gonzaga, and I am I'm with you guys. Baylor's still one A, one B, whatever you want to call it. I really like Villanova, but them being off so long is really driving me up a wall, and I don't know what to make of them. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put one crazy sleeper team in there. It's not crazy though. Q's gonna like it. I still like Virginia. As I'd put them as my five, and then number four is gonna be a toss up for me. I actually like Michigan, and I like Texas. Shuffle those two in there somewhere. I think Texas right now is a great money play. And I think Shaka Smart finally found his guys and has a good niche right there. And, and that big 12 isn't as strong as always. And like we just discussed with Kansas, they can come out of that. They can get the top seed out of there. They can get a they can get a two seed into the tourney. And they can be a good, good play going forward. Smitty, I'll give you three because obviously, again, I think we're all – it's one A, one uh, you know, one and one A Gonzaga Baylor. So uh, I would say, and I'm going to actually give you a, a, a fourth team. So I'm going to say my five B, and it it's hear me out, Virginia Tech. And the reason I say it is they play excellent team ball. I love their coach. I believe he came from Wofford. Anybody on that team can score. They have one of the best guards in Beatty uh, in terms of protecting the ball, being a floor general, getting the plays, and dishing the ball to the right guy at the right time. Uh, I think uh, what's Abule or Abule something uh, their guard 
Uh, he shoots really well, like 16 points a game. They just play really good team ball. They can play at a slow place with UVA. They can also run the floor and get in a shootout, and they don't miss their shots. So I really like them as an underdog. I think they're going to do really well in the ACC. I think they could win the ACC. My uh, Again, UVA is going to be my 5A. I think if they can keep this shooting going in this stymie defense, it's very, very hard. Um, and I think it's a a play that can really work in this COVID with no crowd situation because you just drain teams, especially teams that want to run. Um, I don't think they could ever stop Gonzaga, but I think uh, they can stop anybody else. Um, Villanova, yeah, again, you said I think they – if they could get it, you know, if this break is done and they don't have really any other issues moving forward, I think they can get really hot. They shoot the ball really well. You know, obviously Wright always puts out a good team there. Um, they're a team that if, if they're shooting, they could upset somebody. Um, you know, uh, Texas, again, Shaka Smart. I'm kind of on the same page as you nails it. You know, they have that big man who's really good. Um, their guard plays really good. Um I don't know if maybe they're playing for Shaka, you know, because he was really on the line. Um, yeah. You know, if he didn't have a good year, he was out, and and that was evident. Um, so maybe they're kind of playing for that. Um, I believe that guard Jones, you know, he, he had cancer uh, last yeah. year, the year before, and, and you know, for him to come back and play well, you know, it's just a testament to that team's work ethic and drive. So I would kind of say that's there. Uh, so that's my that's probably my four teams. Well, I like Gonzaga number one, uh, Baylor's number two. I kind of like right now, and again, I went Purdue tonight in a teaser. I like Michigan. I really like Michigan. Inside, outside, I love the combination. I love them, number three. I'm going to go Tennessee four. I still really like Tennessee. I think Tennessee is a really good team. I have Texas, maybe. I like probably Nova. Nova then five. Texas right there. And a sleeper. I have two sleeper teams I still like. Maybe three. Houston team's a good team. I like them. I watched them the other night. They have some good players. I love Whiskey just because, Q, we've talked about it on the show. I love their age. They're older guys. Like Matt said, good guard play. Older guys. They won't freak out in the tournament. I like them a lot. And I love Alabama because they can shoot the three. They're oh, cool. no Creighton. And I like them, too. The thing with Creighton right now is they're, they're a little cold right now. And... The point guard has an injury, and I'm so like you, Matt. When you get to the tournament play, and you know we're going to have you on, and everyone just walked in my house, so now it's chaotic mess. The thing about this is I love guard play in the tournament, and I like older kids in the tournament, and you have to have a point guard. And I think when you said that, I agree with you completely. The kid about – I want to see his injury coming up here as they play. I had Providence the other day. I had in a teaser, looked great. They won the game outright. Creighton's struggling a little bit. I like them a lot. I had them very close. I like Whiskey. I think Whiskey's rebounded from some losses, but I like them a lot. Houston, keep an eye on. Kansas, eh, I don't like. I don't like their point guard. Bama, I love the three-pointer. Those are my teams. Pizza money to win the national championship right now. Tennessee's number one. Take Tennessee. Take a little pizza money on Wisconsin and take a little pizza money on Bama. I think that's a hard question to ask me. I think uh, it's just, there's so many teams interchangeable. Oh, and I love it. I love all this. And I love the pizza money right now. Cause this is when you can make money. 
I got, I got one question for you. Go for it. Give me one mid-major that you think mm. can make a run. I have, I have one personally, and I'm so angry that they're actually like starting to get pub. And it was St. Louis, and I think hoops dropped a nugget on them a while ago. Yeah. And lo and behold, he lost here them. they are now in the top 25. And yeah. Like, uh, the problem is they're not playing too. And that's the problem with COVID right now. You don't know. These teams aren't playing a lot. And that's, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Nails, you got drilled me on one. Uh, I'll just say right now I don't have one. I, I mean, Creighton's I, a mid-major. Yeah. I, I'd have to say I'd have to probably go with you what you said there in hoops and uh, yeah I'd have to go with them I don't see Richmond was high a lot of yeah. people are high on Richmond I've watched Richmond I'm not very high on Richmond at all I don't think they're that great of a team personally I, Richmond to me might be that team though that goes into the tournament and pulls that round one upset and then gets smoked round two yeah, yeah. I don't like I don't like the big guy underneath I don't think he does a lot. He seems like he's a high screener. Doesn't look like he's a force underneath. I'm not high on Richmond anymore. Your bet the other night, Smitty, really, I watched that Providence game. They they are sneaky. That's a great head coach. They just don't have that go-to score. No, absolutely not. But that big guy in the middle and the coach is enough to maybe do a little damage come tourney time. Yeah, and you know the thing about that coach? They always seem like they, every year, and you can look back at this, Every year when they gets close to tournament time, they're really good. Yeah, they're a tough out. They're a tough uh, out. Uh, I just want to touch on two real quick, and then I know we have to go. Um, <clears throat> this isn't really necessarily a game, but I just want to say a team that to watch out for their overs, I'm probably going to play it tomorrow, VMI. They give up uh, 82 a game, and they score almost 80. So it's at 159 tomorrow. I'm going to lay that, but it's just a team moving forward to watch. I mean, they can shoot, but they can't stop anybody. Um, and then the other game, I touched on them earlier. Um, they're dogs, and I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's only because of uh, they're away, and it's a – now I say it's an odd style of basketball, but now it is. You know, Virginia Tech is plus two versus Syracuse. I don't think they have any issue with Syracuse, and the reason I say it is Syracuse doesn't – this isn't the stymie – uh, zone that we saw in the big, you know, Big East when it was Jeff Green, AJ, uh, you know, Gray uh, for Pitt. Like those were the time, you know, you had McNamara uh, and those Devendorf. Like those were the time where the zone was just so hard to defend. And, and I think, I mean, they're giving up uh, over seventy points a game. Uh, so I mean, it's to me, it's kind of ineffective. And I think Tech is going to handle that tomorrow. I'd agree with you. This is where Smitty and I like to love the butt heads because I'm a Syracuse guy, and Smitty's a Georgetown guy. And well, hey, that's okay because I took Syracuse in a teaser against uh, Miami, and they smoked Miami. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. This Syracuse team is not good on defense. No, no. They are not. It's a bad. They, team. they don't have the length that they typically have for those two wings to come out and threaten people. They can score. And, I just think they're running they into a tough team. They can't score enough because they they just can't get stops like they used to. The yeah. zone's just not as threatening as it was. Yeah. That's all I got, guys. So I don't know if you have – I had one more, yeah, but I, there's no line on it. Uh, it was Lipscomb versus Florida Gulf Coast tomorrow. And Dunk U is struggling. And that's that's a zigzag. That's a yep. zigzag. They played tonight. I, no, and, no, no. I'm sorry. Lipscomb played somebody else, I think, tonight. So I'm going to – yeah. I'm going to correct myself on that. So Florida Golf Coast just got bombed twice in a row by that Bellarmine University. Yeah, so this is, this is your zigzag. 
Yeah, Florida Gulf Coast is really down. Didn't really Bellarmine give Duke a tough time earlier in the season? Yeah. They're yeah, I, I don't even know where Bellarmine's from. Yep, couldn't tell you. That could be that Transylvania team that played yeah. somebody. I had to I had to write uh, Peterson the other day about Dixie State. I'm like, who's Dixie State? They're playing tonight late. He likes them today, plus the 11 and a half. I mean, some of these teams, you're like, who are these teams? And they're hanging with – I'll tell you, the couple worst teams, New Mexico State – or New Mexico beat San Jose last night or yesterday afternoon in those one of those weird one eight one o'clock games in the afternoon. Man, San Jose's bad. New Mexico's bad. Uh, man, there's some bad. Mississippi Valley State's really bad. But keep an eye on the zigzag games. Watch the back to back. Take it, and you can maybe win some money. Yeah, especially especially if you're getting big points. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Fresno, and here's the thing, and I'll leave it at this. Q said it today. Keep an eye on the Fresno State-Boise State game. I, I know the show's not going to go up, but I can, I can put it on air here. That game was weird. M- Betty Messiah loved Boise State. That game was close the whole way through. All of a sudden, Boise State went on like a 26-1 to run and blew them out, and it looked like it was not even close. Keep an eye on that game. That was like 15 and a half. Teaser play or straight play? Q like that today. Keep an eye on that. If you look. Get this out, man, or just put that in. Put it in. See what happens with Fresno if you're bored tonight. All right. Well, Matt, I want to say thanks for uh, coming on with us today. And uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, hey was, you know what? Hugh, it was a it was a long show. Yeah. But we didn't do a show last week. We had a lot of info, and we had a genius on with us today. So why not go long? And guess what? If you don't like it, it's our show. We don't care. All right. So uh, we'll come back next week. Uh, we may have a guest. We may not. We'll see. And uh, let's find those winners this weekend. You got it. Thanks, boys. All hey, right, Maddie. Cool. Thank you, man. Pleasure. Hey, good night, man. Always find those winners, people. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah.